Hi, everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. That is a fact. It's probably the highlight of the day. Oh, my gosh. For sure. We hope it's a highlight of your day, or at the very least, we hope you have a good time and uh, keep coming back and listening. We appreciate that you are listening right now in whatever manner or through whichever medium you are enjoying us. Um, But we always like to remind you about all the different ways you can connect with us. Yeah. So maybe you're watching us on YouTube. Hi. Uh, Or you're watching the videos on our website, coffee, the letter N, the word capes.com. So coffeeandcapes.com. Um, you could be listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google podcasts, all of those different things are available. And then, uh, maybe you're just hanging out, like interacting with us on social media. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And as we've stated before, not the TikTok, not the TikTok, not the TikTok. It could change at some point if we ever learn how to use it, but man, seems like a lot of work. It does seem like a lot of work. I'm not sure I'm up for that. Right. There's a younger person out there who'd like to run the Coffee and Capes TikTok for us. You let us know. You can email us at supers at coffeeandcapes.com and we'll let you we'll let you hammer our TikTok away. So my friend Kathy said uh, she she was gonna send us an email, but then like we said it too quickly, like what the email was. So give that email one more time. All right. So it's supers, S-U-P-E-R-S, at coffee, the letter N, capes.com. So supers at coffeeandcapes.com. All right, Kathy, no more excuses. I expect to see that email soon. All right, send us an email. Dave, what are you drinking today? I am enjoying the last of our current bag of uh, um, espresso. Nice. Our very, very dark roast. It's dark and rich and, uh, and really, really yummy. It is. It is a really good one. Espresso is really good. And the dark aspect really goes along well with our topic today. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. Before we jump into the topic, though, do we have a fan fiction? We've got tons, actually. Um, So last week, our topic was uh, comic book storylines that we loved. And we put up a picture from probably one of the most epic moments in comic book history uh, from a death in the family. Mm. And, you know, everybody was, you know, posting on here that they remembered. Yep. I remember this. I still remember death in the family. Awesome story. The death of Superman traumatized me. That was Raymond Feliciano 60. Um, And yeah, I, you know, forgot about death of Superman, but that was one that, was pretty epic in the moment you know we didn't know they were going to bring superman back nobody really knew what was going on with that storyline but that was um that was one of those that when they killed off superman and then the ensuing like funerals and everything else like there were definitely some scenes out of that comic and the subsequent comics like i'll never forget in superman's funeral like batman perched up on uh, building mm. and hooks that guy and and holds him upside down and he's like not today <laughs> right? like not yeah. today yeah. um so yeah you know that that uh that podcast and and 
specifically that imagery really connected with a lot of people. And I think a lot of us remember that specific moment of, you know, Jason Todd dying and Batman's grief and anguish and, and everything else. So um, thanks everybody. There was like, I don't know, like 10 different ones um, from lots of people on that one. So really appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for commenting. We'll get around to responding to everybody and saying thank you uh, a little bit later as we try to try to anyway. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Appreciate your comments and, and uh, interacting with us. We love it. You guys yeah. It's pretty awesome. It is. We have great fans. We love them all. We do. And we have great friends like uh, Nicole and Sarah over at Lady Bird Provisions. They're pretty awesome. So you guys make sure you check them out. Absolutely. They're pretty phenomenal people. And they make a great coffee, uh, coffee bomb that goes in your coffee or dry coffee bombs. I think we're getting into a, a time of year where they can't ship the um, collagen coffee bombs, which are like my favorite, because it's hard to keep them from melting as mm -hmm. they get shipped sure. out. And it gets kind of expensive to ship them in like coolers and stuff. Yeah. But their dry bombs are, are great too. So, but if you're in certain areas, I know they're in Sprouts supermarkets, which I believe is mostly like west coast southwest area maybe down in texas um i've looked in illinois i can't find anything hmm. they used to be at mariano's but not anymore not anymore apparently the pandemic kind of nixed that jerks at mariano's jerks at the pandemic yeah that too yeah how dare you world <laughs> how dare you indeed right. um well dave we are so excited to be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So before we go any further, though, we have to give our uh, our big, big spoiler warning. Here, there be spoilers. Yeah. Uh, we are not spoiler free. Um, we posted on Instagram yesterday a picture from the movie theater of like one little scene that really was inconsequential in regards to the movie. Right. And yeah. somebody called us out on it on social. I was like, how could you do that? Like spoiler free, bro. Like, first of all, we hear you. We understand. We get it. However, right. One, it was the most innocent, like, right. Picture. It's not spoiling anything. The picture that we took, like we wouldn't do that. The other thing, we have been very clear that we can't keep secrets on here. No, we're, we're <laughs> terrible at that. We have yeah. no intention of. We want to talk because we want to talk about all of it. Yeah, all we don't want to. We don't want to have to hold back. We no. don't want to have to be like. No. And then there was a. Oh, I can't say anything, but I really want to say something, but I can't right. say yeah. anything. This is also, by the way, why uh, my wife Rachel knows what her Christmas presents are uh, days <laughs> in advance of Christmas because I get super excited and I'm like, "Do you want to know?" She's like, no. And I'm like, mm, I gotta tell you anyway. Oh my gosh. That sounds like you might have a problem. <laughs> so many problems. <laughs> Chock full of them. Right. But what's not a problem is us talking about Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, because there's a lot to go over. And we're going to go over all of it. So, one last time, if you have not seen the movie yet and you do not want to have it spoiled, 
as much as we love having you listen, we're going to have to ask you to pause us right now. Go do something else, like go see the movie and then come back and, and resume listening at this point. Yes. Yeah. Like, Go see the movie. Check it out. Come back. You should go support them anyway. Like, Go watch the movie anyway. Um, oh, before we move on, Dave, did you go to support your local comic shop on Free Comic Book Day? Uh, I did not get to go on Free Comic Book Day. I had to work all day long. Uh, but mm. yes, but uh, I'd been there a few days before, um, picked up some good stuff. I'm, uh, I am now uh, all caught up on Something's Killing the Children and on nice. uh, House of Slaughter and on Saga. And I am, I'm really enjoying branching out from my usual, I've always just been like a superhero comic guy and I'm really enjoying branching out from that right now. Yeah, there's some really good storytelling out there right now. Um, outside of, I, I mean, I'm always gonna love Marvel. I'm always gonna love yeah, DC. Absolutely. But the independent comics, you know, like Boom Studios, which is producing something that's killing the children and House of Slaughter, like a lot of these guys are just doing a, a magnificent job. And you know, some of our favorite writers and some of our favorite artists are getting the opportunity to kind of flex their skills in genres that might not make it into marvel or make it right. into dc yeah. and so that's nice to see it's nice to see that so um hey John, i'm super to me before we finish that you we never heard from you what what are you drinking today oh yeah i'm drinking dynamic duo dynamic nice. duo nice. yeah this is a good one dark roast as well uh i'm about due to order some more coffee from us though i gotta, I gotta get some more coffee from our hey if i wanted to order some coffee from us where would i do that you would go to coffeeandcapes.com that's right and you can use the code HERO10 and get 10% off your first order if you want. Nice. HERO10 That's pretty good. for 10% yeah. off. That's pretty great. Um, Sorry to interrupt your thoughts. So uh, no. free comic book day, you were there? I, I did not go. We did not go. We, we had other stuff that we had to do um, and take care of. So we didn't get to make it. And if I'm being totally honest, uh, it's madness on free comic book day. Like, I love my fellow comic nerds and I love the local comic shop and supporting them. Uh, and I go every Wednesday to check my box, see what's in there, end up buying stuff. Even if I don't have anything in the box, cause I'm wandering the wall for a little bit, talking to Gary or Mike or, or Josh or somebody. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I just, the crowd for free comic book day. Yeah. That's not really, that's not really my preferred, uh, Scene. no it's it's just a little chaos i like to take my time and kind of wander through and have and enjoy my conversations with everybody right yeah and you, you know and those on free day no those guys are hustling that day like they're they're working their tails off it's all hands on deck for them so um yeah i just and i know as a collector like you miss out like there's there's been some pretty epic stuff that's Correct. come out on free yeah. comic book day but at the same time like it's cool like you know that's all right. Um, so yeah, anyway, well, let's jump out of this particular rabbit hole as much fun as that is. That's a, that's a conversation for a different day. I think the rest of that, uh, we'll come back to, uh, I'm certain we'll talk about actual comic books again soon. However, today yeah. we are back in the MCU. Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Well, we've, we've been in the MCU. Like we've been watching moon Knight, right? Yes. True. Which, and that which... just finished. That'll be a, a soon a, 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 uh, near future. That's the word I look at. Yeah, near, near future. Near future podcast. Um, episode. 
yeah but it it does feel like you know we've had a little bit of a break from the movie theater mcu kind of universe and we've been waiting on this one for a while um and it's been pretty hyped especially after you know spider-man no way home yeah uh you know introduced us to the multiverse and and the potential that it has well if we want to be you know particular about it i would say uh what if introduced us to the multiverse yeah i mean what if for sure yeah what if definitely and we saw like a character from what if like pop up uh-huh. um but before we get to that point yeah um i want to say that i really enjoyed the introduction of america chavez yes and i love the cold open i yep. really like the cold open approach and just that, like, here's this character, and you're just going to get to know her a little bit. Yeah. And it's not going to be some long, drawn out, like, origin story thing. It's just here. Yeah. Here's who she is. We, we got a little bit of her origin, you know, it, we about did. halfway through. Right. But like, I, real I, I like that approach that you go back to it rather than yeah. start with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure uh, there's some times where it would work to start with it, but just, I, I just kind of like that. In this movie. And it was, and it was nice to see kind of, her evolution throughout the film mm-hmm. right from kind of scared unsure to because in the comics america chavez is kind of a badass for sure yeah. yeah like she's she's powerful and strong um so but i i really enjoyed her inclusion within the film um benedict cumberbatch of course he's like the perfect doctor strange just does such a great job Uh, yeah he really is he's one of those pretty fully embodies the character it's hard to imagine somebody else playing him now yeah and he's he's done a good job he's one of those across geek culture has done you know he was con and star trek he was uh sherlock holmes in that that series and he was great in that he's so good in that um but as dr strange he just he really embodies that character well I agree. And I really think uh, Elizabeth Olsen did a great job as Wanda in this. I mean, she's been doing a good job as Wanda, but I, I feel like she was, she, she went next level in this movie <laughs> in multiple ways. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that um, I was, I was unsure how they were going to make that, how they were going to twist that because, yeah. you know, in the, in the previews, I know you're not a preview guy, but I love to watch previews. And in the previews, they everything that they kind of showed of her she seemed to be fairly normal seemed to be fairly like you know whatever in our first introduction to her again she's in an apple field yeah this great pastoral scene with the sheep and all that yeah and then you know she as they're talking she's like well you can bring america here and i can watch over her here and it's like you never told me her name (laughs) <laughs> nope <laughs> you're definitely not getting on the lunchbox now right <laughs> i loved that though <laughs> get back on the lunchbox that's so yeah. great because uh, i had the avengers lunchbox as a child yeah um, and scarlet witch was on it was she really yeah oh yeah that yeah. was great i still have it uh, here somewhere so it, it was and then it, every that illusion fell away yeah and oh boy did it fall away mm-hmm. yeah went from yeah. beautiful pastoral scene to wiped out death hell something like corrupts it corrupts everything. yeah definitely 
she was uh yeah she was kind of she's she's terrifying in some ways i'm like she's just so powerful and she might be a little op in this in the mcu but i mean maybe not because she's been she's been portrayed as insanely powerful in in the comics too so I, I, we're right to fear her yeah oh yeah in the comics i mean she, you know she whispered no more mutants and then there were no more like you know most of the yeah. mutants got wiped away and she bent and changed reality to yeah. like in its entirety so I, I don't think that she's overpowered and she has in the comics like that history of kind of mental illness that strikes her from time to time because she's traumatized like she's she's right. a, you know emotionally mentally traumatized so that changes her um you know and, and we see that we saw that in wandavision and then she kind of came back in wandavision and then we saw her out in the cabin at the end of wandavision doing bad magic yeah. And, and then in this one, we got to see what that evolution of that bad magic was. Um, right. And it's kind of interesting, you know, one of the big things about any of this, any comic movie or any geek culture movie really is how's the bad guy? Like a lot of times the movie rests on the quality of, of the villain. Right. Yeah. And, and have we had a, an, an MCU movie before where one of the good guys was the villain? I don't think so. I don't know that we have. I can't. So that's pretty interesting, right? Like, and yeah. and here's you know here's here's first spoiler. Wanda's the big bad in this. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like she's possessed by somebody else. It wasn't you know anything else. She was hands down the big bad in this, and you know had the justification in her head about why she could do it, and, right? You know everything else. And Strange even called her out on it. Like he even said, "You sound like every enemy we've ever had to face." Right. Exactly. You know, it's that justification for your actions that you're willing to hurt others to get what you want. Um, and that that was where that stemmed from for her. It's like she had created this imaginary world where she had everything she wanted. Her brother was back. Vision was back. She had her kids. You know, she had a family and that whole thing, and she was happy. And then that went away, and she realized she wanted to have kids. <clears throat> I thought it was interesting, though, that the way that they tied dreams into being windows into the multiverse. Yeah, that was interesting. That was that was new. I think I hadn't seen that before. That yeah, no, I hadn't seen that before either. But it was, you know, that revelation that when you dream the things that you see happening are literally the things that are taking place to other use and across the multiverse so wanda dreams of her kids on a nightly basis yeah. she knows within a different universe they exist right um it was it was also funny that you know when strange ran into one of his other selves and like you know that dream where you're getting pushed off of a building over and over and over again that was me that was me yeah yeah that was really right good. um so before, before we leave the wanda thing i just want to like one thing that i thought of was how this is uh this is an idea that's explored fairly regularly in in the books 
where what happens if one of our super powerful people who has been a force for good, what happens when they, when they turn away from that, that righteous path? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about, and there are a whole series about that. What's the, uh, the incorruptible and the, and yeah. whatever the other companion for that one is. Um, Irredeemable. There you go. Yeah. Um, like here's essentially Wanda as the irredeemable, like, like, right. Like here's the, here's possibly the most powerful witch on the planet. Maybe the most powerful. I mean, she's gotta be, she must be the most powerful magic user on the planet. If she can so easily take down the sorcerer Supreme Mm -hmm. and she's on the wrong side of things. Like that's, that's a legitimately horrific villain. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and it's, it's a heartbreaking one for the heroes. Yes. Right. right? Oh, they have for to, sure. They got to take her down and we got to see in a different universe where Dr. Strange had kind of fallen to that side of things and mm-hmm. gone down the wrong path when, uh, and then his friends had to take him out because yeah. he was still dealing with the effects of the dark hold. Um, and let's just talk about the awesomeness of the Illuminati. Oh my gosh. I was, I was squealing in the theater. And once again, my daughter was chastised and, and horrified and <laughs> that I was, <laughs> I was reacting <clears throat> so uh, vocally for the appearance of the Illuminati. Yeah. And you know, for me, I got super excited in the movie theater and nobody made any noise. Like everybody was like super quiet and chill. And I was like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, first of all, you saw Peggy Carter as Captain Carter. Right. Captain Carter. And she was awesome. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Haley Atwell, like just nailed it. Phenomenal. We even got the I can do this all day line. Yes. Right. Like that was so which great. was so great. She could not, though. That changed. No. no um, she could not. We got Anson Mount, uh, I believe, is is who it was that played Black Bolt. You, who played... that. Yeah, I had to look it up, but yeah, that's that's who they had playing Black Bolt yeah. in the TV show a few years ago. In the yeah, in the uh much maligned and failed TV show. He yeah. he played that and they had him in like full costume with the headgear, yeah. and right. you know, uh it was funny. He's like, well. He, you know, you got one guy with a tuning fork on his head. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, we that got whole exchange was really great. Yeah, it was good. We got Patrick Stewart showed up as we, we were knew expecting he was because to. of the, the voice in the right as we were expecting because of the voice. And the thing that I've been waiting Hold for, on. let's be, let's come before we get to that big one. Yeah. The, I, what I really liked about the, uh, the Patrick Stewart is he was in the giant yellow chair Mm-hmm. like in the animated series yeah and i noticed in the credits that in the music portion of the credits it listed the the x-men tv show theme animated x-men tv show theme hmm. but i didn't hear it i don't know I, I wasn't really paying attention to the music after a while right but like you know the 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 probably showed up at that point i have to go back it and watch must it have again. i know i can't like that's something i'm gonna look for the next time i watch it because it, it's in the credits so it must be in there somewhere yeah probably um and that got it that actually got his appearance actually got a, a brief applause in my in my okay theater. um i was 
I've been waiting and campaigning uh-huh. for this forever. I was so happy for you when I saw this. John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Yes. Oh, man. And he was perfect. He really was. He, like, the way that he spoke and the way that he addressed everything, you know, he's just very matter of fact. This is how it is. But it, Reed Richards also has, like, compassion to him. Mm-hmm. And that came through. And he looked the part, he acted the part, like he was awesome. My only beef with all that was how quickly they were all dispatched. Right. I was like, come on. Like we've been waiting for this forever and you got rid of him so fast. But yeah, but she wiped out all of them. I know. But of course it's just one vert, one, one universe. Right. It's just so one if they exist there, they must exist in other portions of the multiverse, which means they can bring them back. That's what the great, the great right. like conceit of the multiverse is that all those characters can come back just as different versions of themselves. Exactly. And so the, oh, the hope uh, just to round out that. And also don't forget, we got Monica Rambeau as that's right. As Captain, as Marvel. Captain Marvel. We got Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel, um, which was a, fantastic. Mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic my dog needs to go out of the room oh the dog yeah but the uh the whole illuminati thing and just strange not taking it seriously that whole deal was pretty funny and well played and uh it, and yeah Mordo. And, yeah and, and yeah Mordo, who winds up taking you know, strangest spot in their their interaction. It's like, yeah, I really can see why the me in your universe doesn't like you. Like you. <laughs> that was that was really funny. That that was a good moment. That was a good moment. Um, that that brings hope though to the idea that, like, we'll see in a Fantastic Four movie, John Krasinski, who has spoken very highly of uh, Kevin Feige, yeah. and his thought process and how he interacts with people and whatnot that, uh, you know, we'll get to see Krasinski show back up as Reed Richards again. I sure hope so. That was, and get that, that fantastic so four yeah. that isn't the origin that isn't, you know, whatever. And it was really interesting. And it makes me wonder what are they setting up with this? But they kept talking about incursions. Uh-huh. Right. And so if you've if you've read the comics, incursions are taking place when uh, universes start colliding with one another. Right. And collapsing on each other and collapsing on each other. it a little bit. And it came up in our uh, in our 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 podcast episode about uh, comic events. Mm -hmm. Right. You you were talking about the infinity infinity event there where that was what it was all about, that the Illuminati was trying to manage all these incursions right and it it it's interesting because if you now we look at the multiverse and we go okay hold on a second they could do the incursion events right because if they do the incursion events and it's about the illuminati and we get the illuminati for the incursion event one of the big pieces for the incursion events was it was thanos was involved as well mm-hmm. right and so was the black order and, and, you know, prior to the multiverse being introduced into the MCU, everybody's like, well, Thanos is dead. No more Thanos, no more Black Order, no more right. this, no more that. Well, now 
you 100% can have Thanos back in this. Right. Because there's always another universe. I mean, that's the, in some ways, that's the great cheat of sure of the multiverse is that you can, no character is ever truly, truly fully gone or dead. Right. No character is ever truly gone or dead. However, right, that storyline, bringing that back into play and doing it from the point of the Illuminati, I'm really curious if they're going to, and, and maybe they redo it, maybe they use Kang as like the mm. incursion yeah, big bad, sense. which yeah. would make bad because we've introduced him. We haven't seen him much right. since Loki, but we know that he's supposed to play the big bad in uh, the new Ant-Man movie. And uh, they're oh, supposed, right. right? Yeah. Which they moved up. Did they? They, they? Yeah, they swapped that with something. I forget which now. Well, maybe it's uh, the Marvels. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah they swapped that. And with maybe the that's because there's, you know, they looked at it in regards to the timeline of things and said, okay, this makes more sense. Let's do this here, and then we can do that there. Yeah, um, and I read that they were well. That was done shooting, and the Marvels wasn't, and so they like just swapped it. Swapped it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I mean, you know, More we know those we're getting... bug themed heroes. Yeah, no. that was a funny line, right? Like <laughs> our other bug themed heroes. Does he shoot spider webs out of his butt? <laughs> I don't know, but I hope not. Not right. <laughs> um, there's definitely some humor in this movie. Oh, there, for sure. Yeah, yeah it was really great. Like, why'd you come to me? Well, you know, I could have asked the archer with the mohawk or the bug themed heroes, but I thought maybe I'd go to the powerful <laughs> magician instead. Yeah, or one of the bug themed heroes. Yeah. Um, this movie, I will say, 100% felt like Sam Raimi. Oh, for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was there was no question in my mind from the go from the word go this movie was sam raimi beginning to end yeah like his style his shot selection like the kind of chaotic like jerky motions of things mm -hmm. there was no the question humor the dark humor the dark humor the presence bruce of campbell. bruce campbell <laughs> i was thinking about it today i was like I don't think that you can go back and find a Sam Raimi movie that doesn't have a Bruce Campbell cameo in it, at least. Was he in the Spider-Man movies? Uh-huh. He was? He was the ring announcer for the wrestling match in Spider-Man uh, 1. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he he pops up in them. You All just right. got to go back and find them. Yeah. But I don't think that there's a Sam Raimi movie without Bruce Campbell in it. And of course, awesome. big, uh, big spoiler here, we got a zombie. Yeah, oh yeah. We got <laughs> strange, like porting himself into his own dead body, which you knew that body was coming back when you oh, buried sure. it on the rooftop. Uh -huh. Like I've buried worse. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So we got Zombie Doctor Strange, which was fantastic. We did. We got Zombie Doctor Strange, which is great. Hole in his cheek. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was you know. There are a lot of great moments like Wong was in it and, you know, he's he's always awesome. Um, Maybe not it, quite enough to do for him or he seems a little actually he seems a little underpowered for the super, Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I thought so, too. But, okay. you know, yeah. um, there was for me like and I, and I liked the movie a lot. There was for me, however, one of the things that I struggled with was it was like the jumps from thing to thing like in between scenes sometimes mm -hmm. happened way too fast yeah that, that's like the one drawback i have to say within the movie for me was that 
there were times that it jumped so quick from like one thing happening to the next thing happening that I felt something was off. Like it was too jerky and not, you know, fluid enough. Sure. Um, but I mean, again, that's Sam Raimi. Yeah. He's notorious thing, for that. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and my thing kind of like that was they just kept walking everywhere. Like, <laughs> oh, we're just gonna walk down the down the streets of New York, whichever version it is, uh, to get there. Like, you've got a flying cape or you've got your your signet ring thing. Like, why are you walking down the street? Well, because it advances the plot and gives you a chance to talk and like, yeah, right, and you yeah. can show off cool things that are happening. But like, I'm getting, like, you're in such a big hurry and you're just taking a casual stroll down the street. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that's one of those. It's like, eh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the interesting like sub sub storyline, I guess, about Strange and Christine Um was interesting, right? For sure. That uh, can't as we be saw in any of them. Like they're never together in any right. universe. No, but we did see but... in the post-credit scene. And there were two post-credit scenes. We'll talk about the second one in a minute. Yeah. Um, but in that first post-credit scene, we saw Charlize Theron as Clea. Clea, yeah. yeah. Which, if you know the comics, right, is is strange is like kind of his big love right after christine right like yeah there's some versions of, where they're married right yeah there's versions where they're married aren't there some versions where she's the sorcerer supreme mm-hmm. oh yeah and yeah she's i believe right now in the strange uh the new doctor strange comic she's the sorcerer supreme okay yeah that sounds about right so that was fun. I did not know that we were getting Charlie's Throne as Clea going into that movie. So that was oh, a I nice did. little surprise. Yeah, I, saw that. I saw that in a spoiler somewhere. That... I don't watch spoilers, man. That's why I don't watch spoilers. Because I got to enjoy that moment in the theater. And be well, like, I had forgot about it, honestly, until she showed up. And I was yeah. like, oh, hey, look, there she is. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yes, for sure. Right. right? And her little challenge, you... like, unless you're scared. <laughs> he takes his scarf and whips it around. And... Right. Yeah, and where's she coming from, and who's she, who is she? Like, I I love that they just again just sort of left it low, open ended like that. Yeah, they didn't try. They they weren't trying to tie up any loose ends no. or anything like that. Um, just open an adventure possibility for the next time. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where that goes. We are going to get another Doctor Strange movie. They they tease that at the end with the black screen that says you know Doctor Strange will, will return. return. Sure. Um, yeah. And so I'll be interested to see how because there's so much that can happen now you've had the introduction of you know so many different characters and we continue to get more introduced and then we've got more stories coming you know we've got secret invasion on its way um she hulk still has to show up yep we get and ms marvel as a tv show ms marvel as a tv show and then the marvels yes, right right well, and what are they going to do with with America Chavez? Like, obviously, she's got to be part of things going forward. And so I uh, according to I had to look up how to say her name, according to Google, uh, Google pronunciation thing that it's Sochil. You pronounce okay. her name Sochil Gomez. I thought she was terrific. I thought she was great. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure we'll see her again because, yeah, with the introduction of, of Ms. Marvel, 
Uh, also, Riri Williams is getting her own show, Ironheart. Oh, yeah. So they're setting up the champions. Yeah. Um, you know who else we need for the champions, though? Miles Morales. Yes. Which could also work with the incursions. If they do an incursion thing, there's a there's a way to bring Miles Morales into the MCU. Well, and so it was really interesting that they showed across the multiverse that there were all these crazy, weird, like that different... was one of the, my favorite parts of the movie, just like right. breaking through all the different universes. Where he's like, Were we paint, paint? in yeah. one of those? And she's like, Yeah, that one's horrible. Like, <laughs> like don't it's try hard to, to eat. eat. <laughs> yeah. But what that does, what that does, and I don't know if you made this connection. But that opens up the idea that Miles from the Spider-Verse movies can suddenly pop into the MCU because sure, you have an animated, like everybody's animated universe. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah, I saw that too. But still, and I think we talked about this at a previous episode. I don't want animated Miles in the MCU. I want well, and that's Live what I'm saying. Miles. So you saw, right, as he jumped from kind of universe to universe to universe he became whatever that universe was. So if animated Miles oh, good point. came okay. from the animated universe into, into the regular the... MCU, he wouldn't be animated anymore. He'd be regular Miles. Oh, that's and then point. we don't like have that. to have yeah. the origin of Miles showing up in right. Right, Earth 616's universe. Like he just shows up and there he is. Yeah, um, that was a good moment too, where they numbered the universes and we got the official like, oh, Oh, but wait, you know what I just thought of? Hmm. Previously, I just thought of this. So they called they called the MCU 616. Yeah. Which is the main Marvel comic universe. Right. Yep. But previously, the MCU was supposed to be like Earth 1099999 or something. Well, that's what the fan theory said. Okay. Okay. Remember, it wasn't that wasn't the official like Marvel release. That was a fan theory who said, I figured it out. And this is what universe that this exists in. But it's not. It's Earth 616. Now we know. Yeah. Right. It's half the battle. G.I. Joe. Right. So now we see like all these other like side universe. That's why I'm saying. Like, I think we can end up with Miles. Yeah. Showing up without trying to do like some weird origin edition or anything like that miles just shows up yeah like in the comics like all of a sudden which makes me wonder are we going to get an incursion storyline because that's how the ultimate universe and the regular universe Come wound up coming together to form right. one single marvel universe right was the incursion event right um man how cool would that be like that would be pretty awesome but until then they're setting up so many other things sure right right and that's one of the things i i really am am impressed about with marvel in this phase four mm -hmm. like i think for me one of the problem spots has been since endgame there's just nothing that has the same sort of emotional impact Mm, because right. how could it sure right endgame was the tw what was end the 22nd movie right it was the end game right yeah the, the the season finale of 22 movies essentially right yeah. the tv show of 22 movies that brought all of that stuff together and there's just all of that the roller coaster of emotion with the people dying and then coming back and the big bat like just all of that like you can't match that sort of emotional high 
in any one of these individual things. And so they haven't really tried. Not to well, say yeah. there aren't emotional moments, but I just love that they're like, you know what? We're just going to go bananas. We're going to throw in all kinds of characters. It's not just going to be people that you know and love. It's we're going with all of these different universes, all these different scenarios, all these different characters. And I think it's, I think it's kind of bold of Marvel to do it that way. And I'm, I don't know if I loved this movie, but I, I liked it and I respect it. Yeah. I don't know that. Like, I wouldn't say, you know, I loved this movie. I, I enjoyed it. Like yes. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed yes. it way more than Morbius. Um, <laughs> that's about as low bar as you get. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty low bar. Uh, it, it's not my favorite Marvel movie, but what it does in terms of setting up the future is genius. Yes. Agreed. Yes. That's a great word. Yes. It really right? is. In, in terms of being able to set up the future, it is absolutely genius. And, and it was and, fun. They're having mm -hmm. fun in this movie. The characters are having fun. The, as an audience, you have fun with it. Like, yeah, it had, you know, again, it had the Sam Raimi vibe yes. of like, if you think about back to things like Army of Darkness. Uh-huh. Right, Dark that's a horror scary, movie, but not in a right a horror movie, but, but so funny. Right, exactly. Like but so not funny. a horror movie that like makes you your, well, it might make your skin crawl a little bit, but like not in a way yeah, that but... it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fill you with dread. Right. Yeah, you're not like sitting on the edge of your seat like horrified. You're yeah, like you chuckle at times. Yeah, you're like this is pretty funny. Um, and that's that's kind of what we got here, and, and but we also got endless opportunity now. Yes right endless opportunity because not only so spider-man no way home gave us like the first crack of the multiverse right and, and gave us something that as fans was just amazing with toby uh -huh. mcguire showing up and andrew right. garfield showing up and all the old villains like coming through and made us go oh that's pretty cool right that's amazing like yes. um and this one kicked that door wide open and said, oh, you can do this. There's somebody who can travel the multiverse yeah. like super easy. There's people in other universes that know about the multiverse because they have had to deal with the multiverse. Yeah. Like you're that just was learning that, about it, but other folks have other versions of you have been dealing with it for a while. Right. That was something that, you know, Reed Richards talked about in with the Illuminati was like, we've been dealing with these incursions. Right. Yeah, right. The incursions that have that have been taking place, like Earth, what were they? Earth eight three eight or something like that, or yeah, eight something. four eight, something like that. Um, and they know about all the other multiverses and all the other universes that exist. So that, that's that's gonna happen. Like that's gonna pop up more and more and more. And I really do think, like, while I don't know that, you know, in terms of like an incursion event set up i don't know that we'll see thanos come back but it would not surprise me for them to see them use kang as the big bad in terms of creating an incursion event that you know in turn gives us well like we got to get a fantastic four movie now for sure yeah right and be fools not to and i liked how they like you were saying before they kind of moved that story along like we wouldn't have to do an origin story i mean obviously this version of the, the universe in which we saw Mr. Fantastic, he's now dead. But they said, oh, do you have kids? Yeah, too. 
So they're far enough along in that story that we've already got Franklin and Valeria and you wouldn't, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to start over again. Please, dear Lord, MCU, don't start over again. <laughs> yeah, let's not start over again. Let's pick up from, from there. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's figure that out and pick up from there. Yeah. And um, man, it just, it just, yeah, there's so much opportunity. And we know that, <clears throat> you know, if we go all the way back to Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? We know that Sam is pick, has picked up the shield. So we have a, a new Captain America, right? Bucky's going to be doing his thing. Loki and the, you know, they kicked open doors in the multiverse as well. Like that show, like did it as For well. Sure. So right. there's, yeah. there's a ton of opportunity. Oh, I guess that came first, didn't it? That came, yeah, before that came first. So really so like, I was they, wrong about that. Yeah. Loki really introduced. Yeah, Loki the, really did it. Yeah. We were, we, we kind of forgot about that one. Um, so there's all these, all these different things that are being set up and the stuff we know that's coming like secret invasion again, um, stuff that's kind of left undone, like moon Knight. where's he going to pop up again? Are we getting a season two of that? That's a different, different days conversation, but right. But it's along the lines of how they've been willing to go with, you know, unknown characters with really wild storylines they keep exploring the ideas of, of mental illness in some ways, which I think is yeah, important is cool. and good and brave. Okay. And uh, just, you know, they've just been unafraid. Yeah. Like it would be easy for Marvel to just sit back and rest on its laurels and just keep making the same thing, like turning same out the over same and over stuff again. over and over again. But yeah, that was one of the things my son said after we saw it, like this was not a cookie cutter Marvel movie. Mm-mm. No, it was very, very different. It was a yeah. very unique Marvel movie. Um, you know, and my daughter loved America. She loved America Chavez. Like that was, which is it? That's a that's smart. Can you can say, oh well, it's sort of market. Like no, it's smart to bring in a character mm-hmm. that somebody else can, uh, can identify with. with. And at least in our family, it works. Like, yeah. so what was your favorite part? Oh, I really liked him. I really liked America Chavez. Yeah, and then you know, and, and just to kind of move on, wrap a couple of things up. We had a second uh, in credit scene with bruce campbell <laughs> yeah that felt more like the end of the ferris bueller's day off movie right right yeah, which was great exactly. that right was that fantastic. was that was actually some things people were saying in the movie theaters they were walking out and they were like it's over go home it was yeah. great like the yeah. way that he, they did that um i have a question yeah we're we're what 14 15 years into marvel movies and there's been an end credit the thing at the post credit scene in like all but maybe one of them who are these people that are going to see a Marvel movie in its first and its opening weekend and not staying to the end of the, of the credits? Right. How do you not know that's a thing at this point? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but you know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe they had stuff to do. I it's, it's fine. I just, I just have seen it in each of the, I saw it at, in Eternals. I saw it in no way home. It happened again here. Like it happened. I don't, uh, sure yeah it's not, worth, it's, it's not worth waste, wasting thought process on my friend right. fair enough um the only other thing i want to i, I want to talk about had nothing to do with the movie other than being a preview we got to see thor love and thunder oh my gosh that movie is gonna be so good i'm so excited for that so excited for that natalie portman looks phenomenal oh my gosh um yes super funny i, I get the sense that the guardians are not going to be in it for long yeah, I get that feeling too, but man, that's fine. Do I love that moment? I'm like, 
Just find the people that, what are you doing? <laughs> Not me. Not me. I'm just listening. Yeah. <laughs> Their interaction um, is so great between Hemsworth and Pratt. Yeah, it's so good. That's too funny. But yeah, that, it, movie, I, that movie, well, I mean, I, you know, I don't always want to go in with too high expectations, but, uh, but man, I, I fully expect that movie to be fantastic. So I want to bring something up and make a little bit of a mild prediction. I believe that we are being set up for the Dark Avengers. Mm. And I'll explain why real quick. One, Secret Invasion leads us to Dark Avengers. Right. That happens, right? We get Norman Osborn. We get a Venom, right? Um, we have... Bullseye as, uh, as Bullseye Hawkeye. as Hawkeye. And Ares is the god on that team. That's true. Love and Thunder introduces the, the Greek gods. The Greek gods, as we see, which means we very well could get introduced to Ares. And Hercules. And Hercules. And Ares ends up filling Thor's shoes after Thor kind of disappears from Earth. Yeah. Right. He just kind of yeah. becomes Dr. David Blaine and decides he's going to go down that road because he doesn't want a superhero anymore. Like Thor says in the Thor Love and Thunder preview. I don't think I want to be Donald a Blake, right? Donald yeah. Blake. Donald Blake. Yeah. 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 And he and Thor says in Thor Love and Thunder in the preview that like my superheroing days are over. My superheroing days are over. Yeah. And so Ares in the comics ends up filling that role on the dark avengers right yeah he does i i could see i guess i'll be i'd be more expecting hercules than Ares. possibly i mean they could form a champions team right hercules was a founding member of the original champions okay so yeah. it'll be it'll be interesting to see but i'm i'm yeah. i think we're gonna probably get two out of that one i think we're gonna get hercules and i think we're gonna get Ares. interesting yeah we'll see well, yeah. and we're going to get new Thor. And we're going to get new Thor. The mighty Thor. Yeah, mighty Thor. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like endless. Yeah. The possibility. The possibilities are endless. Are endless. Yeah. But overall, so Dave, good. what would you what would you rate this movie? This one's easy for me. That's I was I was overwhelmed. It was really yeah. good. Really, I would say really overwhelmed. Good. Yeah. Overwhelmed. Um Oh, again, here's a question. Yeah. Is is Wanda dead? Maybe in one multiverse. Yeah in one universe but i i but clearly she's alive in another right we right. know she's yeah. alive in another because she's got her kids in another one so for sure um, oh, i did think it was interesting how they made the scarlet witch into sort of a separate almost a separate character like a persona yeah. as it were mm, like totally different persona yeah 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 <clears throat> it was she good looked amazing i loved the suit for that too like that was a good look like yes yeah and she looked creepy and evil and, yeah. yeah but with just enough homage to like the classic scarlet witch outfit with the head thing agreed, agreed. and it kind of it kind of has that that sort of gypsy tie romana tie mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's okay. really good i think that was really well done yeah oh oh you know what i love you know what i noticed here was one of the fall small things that i noticed that i really really liked so uh near the end when um america chavez is on the table and and wanda's gonna take her power 
they do a close up on her her jean jacket and on it was written um and i might i, I don't know if i'm gonna say it, i don't honestly don't know if it was in spanish or latin but it would make sense if it was spanish but i don't know spanish speaker but amore es amore love is love right? hmm. like the state this one of the kind of one of the slogans of um lgbtq right. yeah um, pride and power and i just thought that was fantastic right like that's part of her storyline she's got two moms yeah. Yeah. i think in the comics that that she's gay and i just i really liked that they mm -hmm. had that i thought that was a really neat little moment that love is yeah, love i didn't is catch that jacket. i didn't catch that so i would have to look at it again and watch it again at some point and my kid said um she had a button too she had like a rainbow button somewhere i didn't see that yeah but i, I, I just I, I like little little things like that are it's pretty important and pretty cool yeah yeah i thought the i thought the you know showing two moms was way to go marvel just continues yeah. to like reinforce right the inclusion aspect of comic books and you know despite all the rah, 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 like i can't believe you're gonna make this a woman character i can't believe there's gonna be a woman thor right well guess what there's there is and as we've been saying forever that uh, and what, an important where did... aspect of geek culture is that everybody belongs right right and, and and i just go back to this for all of all of you out there that are like i can't believe there's going to be a woman thor i can't believe they're going to have a, a a female hulk i can't like what comics have you been reading for the last like 30 plus years right wonder woman one of the most prolific and strongest characters in all of comic book existence is a woman. <laughs> right. Jean Grey. Like the list goes on and on. Sue Storm. Right. Like, can we keep like keep rolling? Like, guys, we're way past this. Yeah. We're way past this. Right. Like, like Dave just said, the little note on the jacket. Love is love. Like. Let's just all support each other. You don't have to live their lifestyle. You live your own. Yeah. And that's cool. Right. But right. love is love, gang. Yep. That's all there is to it. All right. Climbing off my soapbox. Uh, so overwhelm. two, over, two overwhelms for us, right? Two overwhelmed for us. We enjoyed it. Go see it. We hope you'll see it. We hope you like it too. If not, you know, let us know that too. Let us know what you, what you thought. Yeah. I want to throw this out there. Because uh, you brought it up, and I think it's important. It is not a cookie cutter Marvel movie. Right. It, it is very, very different. It it feels very different. It you know the experience is unlike anything else. Um, so visually, don't visually, yeah, it's very different. Yeah, yeah. Don't go into it expecting to see Spider Man No Way Home or you know Winter Soldier or something along those lines. Right. Like, go into it expecting weird off the wall darker mm -hmm. kind of you know funny sam raimi like yeah. if you're not sure what to expect go watch army of darkness yeah and then go watch like doctor strange and the multiverse of madness i i will say uh my daughter's big complaint was that spider-man was not in this she's like well doctor strange was a big part of no way home why couldn't spider-man be a big part of, of doctor strange too because they're taking a break right no, take I a, know, but that's take her, a potty break that's her uh that's her favorite guy so yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, Spider-Man's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, folks, thanks for uh, thanks for being along on the journey with us. Uh, we'd love to know what you thought of Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. 
I'm contractually obligated to say it that way. Um, by my own contract, that's just my own thing. Yeah, that's fair. There's no actual contract. Uh, all right. So, Jubilee believers, thanks for being with us this week. Let us know what you think of uh, the movie and uh, of the podcast. We love hearing from you. Until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>